The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners, where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. So pumped for you to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't believe we're in May. Like we're almost in June. This is crazy. I can't believe how fast this year is going. I am just blown away. So in June, I'm actually going to be running a three-day money challenge. And it's called Three Days to 10K. And it's all about the strategies, the mindset, and the business model that you need in order to make sure that you're having 10K months in your business consistently. So if you feel like you haven't hit that milestone just yet, and you'd like to be able to hit it, you feel like it's not even possible, or maybe you're literally just like banging your head against a brick wall, hoping that business and wishing business was easier, then this is definitely the challenge for you. So whether you are stuck, just not pushing up against the precipice of hitting 10K and you feel like you haven't hit it just yet, or even if you're trying to create consistent 10K months and you may be having dips and having that roller coaster income thing happen, then definitely tune in and make sure that you're a part of this challenge. So if you click the link below in the show notes, you will find the details for it. It's happening in June and it's going to be three days. It's going to be three hour masterclasses that are going to support you in changing the way that you think about making money, the way that you've set up your business, your offers, really gain clarity around your offers and also around your sales strategy, because without a sales strategy, you are never going to hit it, right? I hate to tell you that, but you are never going to hit it. And so that real reality check. So making sure that you are comfortable with sales and making sure that you know what you're doing and you have a plan around it and you're executing on it is key. So I'm going to be exploring this in so much more depth. So So come and join us for the three-day money challenge happening in June. Today on the podcast, I want to talk to you about optimism bias. Now, it's a really interesting thing because one of the things that I've always seen as a strength of mine or a personality trait of mine is I am often the one to see the positive side. So my brain automatically goes to how it's a good thing rather than a bad thing. And I'm always looking to the brighter side of life. And I was thinking about this the other day because I was like, well, what makes the way that my brain work different to some people who possibly have a negative bias. They're always looking to the negative side of things. They're always looking for how it's the worst case scenario or it's the bad thing. And I really wanted to think about this because I was like, is this something that we are born with? Because I think sometimes people have spoken about it in the past where they think it is a personality trait or they think it's that some people have it and some people don't. I honestly don't believe that. I think we are wired that way, but we can absolutely retrain our brains to be optimistic. And the reason why I believe this is because of our ability to change and rewire our brains. It's called neuroplasticity. There are extremely large amounts of studies that prove that our brain is constantly changing and can be changed. So the patterns that our brains are currently following are not forever. They don't stay with you unless you repeat them. So what you repeat, you keep. So I want to talk to you about rewiring your brain. Now, a couple of different places where if you have a natural negative bias, I know people with 
with negative biases. I've had friends in the past that had negative biases and were super fascinated with like why they thought that way. And then I was like, okay, so why am I always the one to bring it back to the positive? And not always like I, and I also have other friends that are always look to the positive side and don't let their brains be unattended and go down the avenue of the spiral of the negative. So I want to teach this to you because I feel like it's so, so super powerful to have. And if we believe that being negative is part of who our, who we are and part of our personality, then that's the first thing you need to shift and change. Believing that you absolutely can rewire and retrain your brain for optimism and for positivity is absolutely possible. So where does our preference come from? So if we've got an optimism bias or we've got a negativity bias, where does this even come from? Now, there could be a couple of different places and it's going to be different for every individual. It may be that you were brought up that way. So let's say your mum or your dad is naturally focused towards the optimism. They're most likely to pass on that behavior of thought, behavior of uh, pattern of behavior to you. And so then you start thinking like that, right? It's majority of where our beliefs come from, are from our parents. So if you had a parent that was really positive, and then you had also had a parent that was very negative, they're most likely kind of even each other out. So you have a bit of both. Now I was trying to think about like for myself, like, where does it come from? And I honestly think that my mom is extremely positive. So she always looks to the positive side, doesn't let it go down to the negative and, you know, sometimes almost to her detriment. <laughs> and so I was like, I think, that that's where I, I get it from. Also, my dad, even though he was very conscientious and would really think really, really in such depth and detail and be conscious of the negative, he didn't sit in the negative for too long. So he never went to the victim mentality of negative, but it definitely was there, but it wasn't it wasn't really massively a huge component because I think when I was growing up in a very early ages, my dad wasn't around much. So he worked a lot. And so the biggest influence for me was my mum. So I think that's where my positive bias comes from. But I also believe that I've continued to retrain and train my brain for the optimism, right? Because there were times in my life when I can think back of where I was extremely negative and that was because I was surrounded by people who were also extremely negative. So it was natural for, to feel like I belonged. I felt like I had to also be negative. And so I then went down that avenue for a couple of years being negative and looking at the world for all my problems and blaming other people and, you know, blaming my the, the boss that I worked for and all of these things. So I had to, after that, retrain my brain to look for the good and retrain my brain to be positive and optimistic. And so now it's more of a default. So our brains are always working in patterns of what we practice. So it could come from your upbringing. Okay. It could come from wounds from past experiences where we have deeper belief systems about ourselves. So if we believe that we're not, we don't deserve what we want, or if we believe that good doesn't come to us, or if we have a belief system around not deserving what it is that we want or any good, then that could be the cause for the negative bias. So we've got to work on shifting and healing that wound. But other than that, really, your brain is malleable. Your brain can absolutely change. So we've got to understand where we are being negative and learn to retrain our brain to focus on the positive. So always looking for the positive side, always choosing the positive, always exploring our minds to look for what you can appreciate rather than blame or, or get upset with or get focused on the negative or focus on the problem. Another way to look at this is the theory of above the line, below the line. So what we have is we can either be sitting below the line where we are focused on the problem, that we're judging, that we're blaming, that we're playing the victim, that we are 
in that level of scarcity or doubt or negativity, whether we're judging ourselves or judging others, judging the situation, if we're in that negative space, basically, where we have basically given away our responsibility. So we're basically saying that this is not my fault. This is everybody else's fault or everything else in the world's fault or etc. So we're focused too much on the problem. When we're sitting below the line, that's the negative bias, right? We have the choice whether we want to stay there or whether we want to focus above the line and choose something above the line. Now, above the line is where love sits, where acceptance sits, where taking action rather than sitting in the problem sits, where looking for solutions sit, right? All the positivity, looking for the abundance that's available to us, looking at all the options that are available to us, right? So it's shifting our attention and going, well, hang on a minute. What if I choose something above the line? And go, I want to focus on the good. I want to focus on what's available to me rather than what's not and looking for the good. And that's how we continuously retrain our brains to create an optimism bias, right? You've got to train it. It's not something that will just happen overnight. It's that consistency of paying attention and being aware of your thoughts and noticing where do I go to the negative? Where do I always look for the bad? And in those moments, it's about reframing and shifting your focus. So when something bad happens or when anything happens, right, it could not necessarily even be bad because and then your brain will make it bad. So we could look at something and go, okay, what am I choosing to see here? What can I choose to focus on? Is this a problem or is this an opportunity? This is a problem or what can I focus on to look for the solution? right? It's about shifting your thoughts and asking more powerful questions to pull yourself out from above, from below the line and pull yourself above the line. So then you can move forward. And one of the interesting things when it comes to this is often what happens is when we're in the negative or we're always focused on the, the bad is that it often creates non-action. So we often stay there, we get stuck, it doesn't serve us and it feels bad, right? So the negative emotion is often this, the signal that's like, Hey, Uh, do I really want to be here? Like, I don't want to be here. This is negative, right? So that's the indicator that's like, hey, I need to choose something more above the line. I need to choose something more positive. I need to choose something where I focus on the solution. I need to look for more options. I need to look for the abundance that's available to me. I need to look for love. I need to look for action. Like what could I do? Right. So it's actually a place of movement rather than staying static, whereas the negative is often staying static. So it's shifting into choosing rather than playing the victim. And honestly, it's one of the biggest things that's supported my optimism bias. It's one of those things that I always come back to with clients. It's like if they're always looking below the line, they will always look for the problem. They'll always find a problem, even if there's not a problem there. So we want to make sure that we're retraining our brains to look for the good because it's always there as well. And the thing is, and why this works and why our brains continuously follow this pattern is because we also have a natural negative bias. Okay. I know this is getting a little bit complicated, but I want to share with you that we naturally have a negative bias. So if we let our brains stay unattended, it's always going to go to the negative in a way, because that's how our brain determines uncertainty and danger. And our brain's purpose is to keep you alive. So it's always on the lookout for danger right? And sometimes that danger doesn't show up like a saber-toothed tiger. It shows up from a place of judgment from other people, or sometimes it's change or uncertainty, or if someone's disappointed with you, that's dangerous, right? So we want to be mindful of the fact that we already have a natural negative bias in the brain. So if we're not spending any time bringing it back to the positive, 
then you're going to be naturally sitting in the negative for a lot of the time. Okay. So it's not just the training your brain has had over the years. It's also noticing when your brain is always looking to the bad. So it's constantly like bringing itself back. So it's one of those things that I've gotten really, really good at that even in times of catastrophe, right, when really bad things have happened, I still take a moment, I stop and go, okay, what can I focus on here? Because I absolutely could focus on it being really bad, right? Like a diagnosis, for instance, right? I remember talking to a client about this years ago and she had had a possible diagnosis. She didn't have all the information just yet and she had to go for more tests. And I was saying to her, look, you can let your brain run off on down the tangent of catastrophizing and go into the self-pity and the fear and the doubt and the worry and the stress of it. Or you could hold fast and say to your brain, we don't know all the facts just yet. So it could be actually a good outcome, right? It could be nothing. And so when we, when we spoke about this, I was like, focus on what it is that you do want rather than what it is that you don't want. So when your brain starts going down, because it's going to, it's going to go down little paths of like, oh, but oh my God, what if this happens? And what if this happens? And what if I'm really sick? And what if I'm going to have to do this? And what if I have to have chemo? Like all of these types of things. And anytime that it does that, I want you to bring it back to, but what if it's not? What if I'm totally fine? I want to be totally fine, right? I want to be healthy. So focus on what it is that you do want. And it's not about like lying to yourself or, you know, you know, coming up with your own reality. Well, in a, in a way it is, but it's like being mindful. Like, would you rather sit in suffering in the interim of finding out all the information? Cause she had, I think she had like a week or two to wait before the next outcome and before the next test results. And I was like, would you rather sit in suffering for those next two weeks? Or would you rather sit in being okay with the fact that you're finding out more information, right? That you don't have all the facts yet. You don't know all the information yet. So how about you just wait and don't let your brain catastrophize yet. So look to the good, look for what it is that you do want rather than what it is that you don't want. So those were the things that I really want to share with you today about rewiring and retraining your brain to look for the good. So the more that you do that, the more that it will then develop a new pattern to follow. And that will then become your default because what you practice will continue to be that new pattern. So the more you practice that, that will be the pathway that your brain will follow rather than going back to the negative. It is absolutely worthwhile doing. It is like one of the best things that I've done for my mindset over the years is retraining it to look for the good. And that's why I'm so, so good at it with businesses now. So whenever, like when COVID hit, like when all different economic challenges hit, like all these challenges come about, my brain now automatically goes to, ooh, how is this an opportunity that maybe other people aren't seeing yet? Or how could I make money in this economy? Or how can I change things here? Or how could this be an opportunity for growth for me here? There's always something good to look for. And it's about how you clasp onto that instead of letting your brain go to the negative. I hope that this serves you. I hope that you've really loved this episode. I would love it if you did to take a moment just to leave a review for the podcast. It means the world to me to hear from you. So please click the link in the show notes to join the three-day challenge and then click across in your app where you're listening to this and see where you can leave a review and just take a few moments just to share with me what you've taken away from this. I hope you have an incredible week. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.